0: Coronavirus pandemic canceled most of Sunshine Week events this week, but for government transparency experts, it doesn't block the sunlight. Their favorite disinfectant. The Justice Department's Office of Information Policy gave awards to agencies that have made big strides in processing Freedom of Information Act requests. For how EPA's FOIA offices have improved operations, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke to one of the award winners. Here's Region Eight FOIA Officer Alan Engels.
1: Last year. There was a realignment in the EPA, which moved the uh, FOIA offices all under the Office of General Counsel, which reconfigured where our office was in the region. And at the same time, the National FOIA Office was created to take on the easier FOIAs where there's information that's publicly available. So they took on the responsibility of immediately responding to those requests, leaving the region to process the more complex requests and actually have a little bit more time to reach out with requesters to understand their requests in a more clear manner and process those requests. So there's a little bit more hands-on on those more complex requests than we had had in the past because of the consolidation and the establishment of the National FOIA Office.
0: In recent years, have you and your team seen an increase in the volume of FOIA cases coming in? And, and if so, how has that FOIA Office overcome these kinds of challenges?
1: there has been an increase in the number of FOIA requests that we receive. Moreover, we see an increase in the number of complex FOIAs where they're asking for more detailed information that take a longer time to process. How do we overcome this? In Region 8, again, we frequently have conversation with the requester and try to identify to the requester the volume and scope of the universe of documents and try to talk with them about how long it will take for us to respond to the request given the volume and the scope of the request, giving them an opportunity to narrow the scope of the request if it's possible. And if it's not, we try to work with them to come up with a timeline that works well both for them and to allow us to do our job.
0: DOJ, OIP's Bobby Talabian. He did mention as part of your team receiving this award that leadership plays a big role in all of this. From your perspective, how important is leadership to FOIA administration?
1: In Region 8, we involve all levels of leadership, both at a programmatic level for the part of the organization that is responding to the request, all the way up to division directors and regional administrators where appropriate to respond to the request and ask that they review the documents to make sure that the document has had a valid look at it to make sure its responsiveness and its releasability. So we hold leadership accountable in the FOIA process in Region 8 to make sure that the customer gets the best product that. That we, can, that we can provide. Um, and so leadership in, in our viewpoint in Region 8 is very important because we want leadership to be involved in the process and make sure that what we're giving out as an end product is a good and a correct product.
0: Another thing that Director Talebian had mentioned was the idea of creative solutions as part of your team receiving this award. Could you unpack that idea a little bit more? What are some examples of creative solutions to overcoming some FOIA
1: challenges? Well, I've been involved both in regional, what are called lean processes, as well as national processes to take a look to find new innovative ways to try to see whether or not there's new technologies that are out there that we might be able to leverage to either make it easier for our staff to review documents, to collect documents to make determination on whether or not something is responsive, trying to put together a checklist of sorts to indicate, you know, as we receive a very, very complex request, uh, to try to sit down with the requester and, and take a look and, and kind of do a checklist to see that we understand each piece of the request, particularly if it's multifaceted. So those are some of the things that w- we put into place so that we, we fully understand what's there, trying to use those creative solutions to make the process work for us better. And I think we've implemented over the last three years about uh, 11 different solutions that we've come up with to streamline our process from the way that they did have it to the way that it is now, shaving off a significant amount of time. Kind
0: of a follow-up question to that and a follow-up to what you had said earlier in the conversation about the division of labor between the National FOIA Office and then what your folks are able to do in the regional offices. Help me break down You know, what what would be an example of like a complex FOIA request that would be handled more in the regions as opposed to the national
1: office? When we receive a FOIA request, it specifically pertains to any administration of things that are going on at the regional level. If it pertains more to a national level, then the the national office would take care of that, and it is a matter of where the records are located. So if the records are located in Region 8, it would be our responsibility to take on the responsibility of responding to that request. If it dealt with the Superfund site, for example, in in Montana, the Region 8 office would be the office where the records are maintained, and therefore we would have responsibility to do that response.
0: What steps has the EPA taken to reduce its FOIA backlog?
1: Well, again, I can speak to you from the Region 8 perspective. I take trying to process a, a, a FOIA within the statutory timeline very, very seriously, and I feel it's you know doing due diligence and working with requesters to make sure that we understand the request to be able to respond to them as quickly as possible. In my office, as a matter of fact, out of the last 24 months, we've only had uh, backlogs in six of those months. So 18 out of 24 months, my office has not had a single backlog FOIA. I know that the agency had an 18% reduction last year as a whole for the EPA in the number of backlog FOIAs. Some of the things that we're doing in Region 8 are being noticed and implemented in other regions as well, and effectively helping to reduce the number of backlog FOIAs.
0: How can technology, or how has technology, helped improve FOIA compliance at the EPA?
1: The EPA invested heavily in a product called Relativity, which actually takes a look at and collects emails based upon what's called a Boolean search to say that these documents are most likely responsive to the question or questions within the FOIA request. They're then uploaded into a system, and we're able to review those documents and get that done. It used to be all in paper and having to try to take a look at it and redact it and then you know making copies, and it was very, very labor-intensive and cumbersome. The advent of using this technology allows us to look at multi-tiers, and, and if somebody disagrees with something, ask questions about it. So the use of relativity, for one, uh, has been a, a huge assistance in that. Secondly, the use of FOIA online, which is a, is a records repository. So once I answer a FOIA request, a lot of folks don't know that they can actually use FOIA online as a research tool. and I frequently go out and tell requesters, by the way, did you know that we've already answered your FOIA request? The information and the documents that you're seeking are already available in FOIA online. And I explain to them how they can go get the documents, and so the education of the documents that have already been released on a previous request, where people can find those requests, the language of those requests, makes it such that the agency is not having to respond to the same request over and over again and produce. large volumes of paper sending out to the requester, but it is stored in a repository so that everybody can get access to them.
0: Alan Engels, FOIA officer in EPA's Region 8, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
1: Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure.